And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. This is our weekly combat sports episode, and man, do we have a lot to talk about. Um, I was going to give my picks to the Bellator uh, fight. I thought it was tomorrow night, Saturday night, but here it was Friday, and uh, UFC's fights are tomorrow morning, which I will not be getting up at 5.30 in the morning, but... Um, before we get into the show, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Head over to Facebook, like and share a page there. And head over to YouTube and subscribe to there. Um, I throw all the all the shows on there in case you have friends and family over. You want something playing in the background, you can listen to, to my voice. <laughs> so... Uh, and also, when you go over to the Twitter to uh, follow us there, I have the Teespring website um, pinned up to the top of our page for our t-shirts and hoodies and all that. So if you want to buy any type of merchandise, click that. It'll take you right to our, our storefront, as they call on Teespring, and you can buy some merchandise, show your support for Stay Tuned Sports. So getting into the show... Um, I kind of touched on very little yesterday at the end of uh, the episode uh, about Randy Couture taking a heart attack. Um, just saw before I came on the show today that he was released from the hospital today a couple hours ago. So I guess what happened was he was working out and just started to feel ill and he walked himself to the hospital only to find out that he took a heart attack I'm sorry I mean he's a tough son of a bitch if I felt the littlest pain in my chest I'd probably fall down to the fetal position and start crying like a little baby but this dude walked himself I don't care if it was across the street walked himself to the hospital Him, his wife uh, posted on Twitter yesterday when he was in the hospital that they do expect a full recovery which is very very good um, he's been retired. He's been retired for a few years now, quite some time, I should say. And is actually a decent actor, I think. Um, he's most mostly known for being in The Expendables, um, the th- two or three movies that they made there. I think they're making a fourth one, which they should have stopped after the second one. I, I love The Expendable movies, but <clears throat> they should have stopped. Um, so it's good to hear that he, he's out of the hospital, he's at home, making a, a, a slow recovery here. and Hopefully he'll be back on the big screen or coaching uh, some of his fighters. Also, the big news that happened a few days ago, and no, not the Nate Diaz saga that's going on. We'll get into that. Mr. Conor McGregor held a press conference in Russia and announced that he is going to be back in the octagon January 18th in Las Vegas doesn't have an opponent yet yet um, he did say there are some opponents that 
they have in mind. He even went as far as to say that the deals are right there, but doesn't want to say who his opponent is uh, because he feels UFC is going to screw him over and, and, and cancel the, the, the fight. But sources say to ESPN that Don Cerrone and Justin Gaethje are the top two fights. Those are two tough fights to come back to after not fighting for basically, by the time January comes, a year and three months or so. If I were to pick who I want to see him uh, fight, I would say probably... Honestly, I would say Justin Gaethje. He has knockout power. I mean, it's it's been obvious. And... Um, he, he could wrestle, which is obviously Connor's um, weak point of his, his game. But if this were to stay on the, the feet, I would think it would have to go to, to Connor. And then after that one, you know, maybe set up a, a cowboy fight. You know, they've, they've been pining for each other for about a year and a half now or so. Um, the only reason why I think Cowboy would be the, the tougher of the two is because of his leg kicks. He would be able to keep Connor in a at a distance with those kicks. Connor's not going to take him down, so he doesn't have to worry about takedowns with throwing the kicks. I would not be surprised if Cowboy were to upset him. Um, just because of his wrestling uh well lack thereof for connor so connor did say you'll see within the next few weeks of you know an announcement should be made i mean figure if he wants to fight january 18th you want a, a six to eight week training uh camp you know training camp so they would have to announce it maybe late november early December <clears throat> um, UFC President Dana White made a, a comment on it that no deals were even close to being signed so who knows who to believe Connor constantly says that he's coming back Dana White keeps on saying I mean the last time Dana White said anything was he, he expected Connor to fight at the end of this year and here it is two months away and still nothing now the one the other uh, thing that Connor did say that I'm curious to see if he sticks to his word is he wants to get back to how he was when he first got into the UFC constantly fighting he wants to fight next year three times in a year which that's how he became this phenomenon coming up through the UFC ranks. He would fight, you know, two, three times a year, would call out how he's going to win the fight. And to be honest, that's why I became a, fran uh, a fan of his because he was 100% right on every, every prediction except for Uh, 
uh, the Alvarez fight, I think it was. Maybe it was the one right before that. But he was one round off. Now, he did say also... Now, even though I said that I would like to see him fight Cowboy off after Gaethje, he did come out and say he would like to fight either Nate Diaz or Jorge Masvidal after his January fight. And I'll get into that in a second. Like I said, obviously there's some some stuff going on with Nate Diaz. And UFC 244 may be up in the... May actually, you know, not go on. Um, but here's my situation, my issue that I have with Connor is that last week a second allegation of sexual assault against Connor was reported by the New York Times. Actually, it was last Saturday. And once again, it happened over in Ireland, over in a, a Dublin pub. McGregor hasn't spoken to any police or hasn't been charged over the, the allegation. And with how Ireland's policy towards media with the with investigations, the media cannot announce any names that may be getting investigated. So for all we know, McGregor might not even be a suspect, even though he's being alleged this is the second time in what six months how I just can't understand why UFC still wants to even work with this guy he he has these two sexual allegations he has the the bar incident where he punched the old gentleman in the face because he didn't want his whiskey and like I said if you guys follow me on follow the show on Twitter it's at best an okay whiskey. I'll stick to my Jameson, which I just bought today. I bought a uh, Black Barrel, which is very smooth. A little expensive, but it's not bad. Um, I don't know why UFC just doesn't say to him, listen, get all this stuff under control. Calm yourself down. Get your head right to fight. And then we'll talk, you know, what fights we could set up for you. I mean, in the past, since 2016, he's only fought once a year. Mostly because he got suspended for the Dolly incident. Uh, what, six, seven, eight months, something like that. Um, then he went to box Floyd Mayweather. And here we are. With more allegations that <coughs> I can't see why UFC would want to still work with them. Now, what happens if UFC books, you know, Gaethje and him, and it comes out that Connor's got to serve time in jail? Now UFC's out of the out of that money. So I. I and Dana White also did come out and say uh, last week or so. <coughs> excuse me. Um, Connor isn't the guy anymore. That Habib is the guy of that division. And as much as I don't like Habib, 
he's not wrong. I mean, 28-0. Going into the Connor fight, I did say I didn't believe he was as good as he his record would say. But I'm sorry, he, he did dominate Connor. Connor got one or two good hits in, but that was about it. Dustin Poirier, very good talent, got destroyed by Habib. So it just seems like Habib is hitting his stride, his um, his prime years now to take on anybody and everybody. The one fight I, I don't want to see Habib, and not to get off subject here, is I, I don't want to see GSP. It just, it makes no sense. I mean, I'm tired of GSP coming out of retirement, going to retirement, coming out of retirement. Like, and that that's a big weight cut for, you know, 15 pounds, 20 pounds uh, weight division. You know, it's, if they were doing it at a catch weight, and I think it would be boring because I think both guys would want to wrestle. Habib's boxing is okay. GSP has good boxing. You know, if... If they ended up making that fight, I, I'd rather see, because it's not official yet, I'd rather see the Tony Ferguson-Habib fight finally come together and actually do it. I think that would be a very good fight. I'd be curious to see if Habib could take Tony down with his unorthodox boxing, you know, stand-up skills. So, but like I, you know, getting back on topic about Connor, definitely is still not well liked over in Russia. At his press conference, he had one guy asking him questions about what he said about the Islamic religion and all the Islamic people, and ended up throwing like a shoe or a water bottle at him. So he's still definitely not liked in Russia, but did say that. If he fights Habib, which he would want the Habib-Tony Ferguson matchup at some point, he would want it over in Russia. He believes the, the people over there deserve it. I mean, he's already... So basically to me, he's already doing the PR rounds now to, to start building up that fight. Which, you never know. It, it may not may not happen. Habib said that he wants to retire at 30-0. If he fights Tony and wins, there's 29-0. I mean, does he fight Connor for the 30th fight and go undefeated? You don't know. So like I said earlier this week, uh, came out about Nate Diaz. Uh, possibly testing positive for a banned substance. And after this break, I will dive into it, give my opinion about it. So take two seconds and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your good friend Jibbo from Stay Tuned Sports. Are you looking to get into writing or putting out podcasts? 
to give you your hot takes or your opinion about certain subjects of the major sports or even e-gaming, well, head over to bellyupsports.com and send the guys a message to get some information about how you could join our family. I've been part of the Bailey Up Sports family since February, and I'll tell you what. It's a, a bunch of great guys and gals help each other all out and don't judge each other about what we put out there. So if you're interested, head over to bailyupsports.com, send a message to the guys. We're looking for writers, editors, even podcasters. So again, that is bellyupsports.com. Head over there, message them, and even read some of our articles. And welcome back to the episode after that quick little break there. So before I left, I started talking a little bit about Nate Diaz being popped for... I guess PEDs in a way, steroids, whatever you want to call it. It came out, well, he actually is the one that came out and wrote um, on Twitter that he was tested positive for a banned substance, which today they came out and said it was SARM. Not really too sure what that is. Um, I believe the Tennessee Titan lineman that got uh, suspended four games earlier this year Taylor Lewan, I think his name was um, I think he got suspended for that and what what my understanding is it, it's basically to help um, replenish muscle memory after you know a hard workout or whatnot but as far as Nate Diaz goes they said it was a very low amount of it and possibly he ingested it from a, a tainted supplement. Diaz came out and said he doesn't take uh, illegal drugs. He only eats. Uh, he only takes whole food supplements, and he doesn't even eat meat. And also went on to say that he is not fighting Jorge Masvidal at UFC 244 next weekend. Until someone comes out and clears his name because he's not a cheater. Now, honestly, I, I think I believe Nate Diaz. I I think if, if he did test positive, I think it's one of those that he was legit, took a, a tainted, tainted sample. As of right now, as of this recording, Friday night, the fight technically is still on. He wasn't suspended. He wasn't taken off the fight card yet. I just find it funny that Conor McGregor makes an announcement the day before Nate Diaz, quote, gets popped. And UFC Tour 244 main event is up in the air. Um, some things that I did see today throughout the day about this whole situation is... Someone from the UFC told Nate Diaz, don't say anything about this incident until after the fight, then we'll figure it out. Nate Diaz came out and said, no, that's not how I do things. That's cheating, and I want my name cleared now. <clears throat> also came out a little bit after the news broke about Nate Diaz that Leon Edwards was... Paid by UFC to be on standby to go through training 
a training camp just in case one of the fighters got hurt or had to pull out. And that was reported from Ariel Holani, which a bigger name in the MMA community, the reporters. And Leon Edwards came out and said, no, that's not exactly true. Leon Edwards did go to UFC, asked to be the backup plan, and UFC told him no. So as of right now, there's no backup fighter for this fight. I mean, we still have a week to go. You would assume if both fighters are going to fight each other this next week, they're not going to do sparring sessions. It's more, you would think it's more of a, a laid back, kind of relaxed type thing. Worry about your weight cut now. But if it comes out that Conor McGregor is going to step in to fight Jorge Masvidal, I will be done with UFC. Just it's just bad timing right now with this situation. Like I said, Conor has holds a press conference, said he wanted to fight in December, but it's looking like January 18th in Las Vegas. And then the very next day, Nate Diaz just happens to get popped for PEDs when he's never tested positive. Something just doesn't add up. And I I, I don't like it, to be honest. I, I really don't like it as a MMA fan. I really hope this fight does go on and there's no black cloud over it that, let's say, Nate Diaz wins. Oh, well, you only won because you're... you're Test, test, you know, PEDs or whatever uh, were the reason why you won. And you know, kudos to Masvidal. He did come out and say he wants to fight Diaz one way or another. He thinks it would be a fun fight, which I honestly think it would be. I really think, you know, Nate Diaz hit the, the, the nail on the head after his Anthony Pettis fight when he said these two guys are the best motherfuckers on the planet and I really think it is I'm just praying that this is not a snooze fest and I'm really hoping that it's not a first round knockout I I really want to see a three because I think it's a three round fight I really want to see a three round war I want to see blood I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. I don't think you're going to see a lot of wrestling, a lot of jiu-jitsu. I think you're going to see two guys standing on their feet and just throwing. But we will have to wait and see because Nate Diaz did say he's not coming. He's not showing up to New York till his name is cleared, till the situation is resolved. Now, one incident that happened last week that won't get resolved right now excuse me is Greg Hardy and I didn't get to watch the the fights last week because you know I was on vacation I was camping and I have never seen this ever happen so between the second and the third round with Greg Hardy he was caught using an inhaler I saw the picture of it and and uh, the headline of it being ruled a no contest. So 
I'm like, okay, another rookie mistake or something. Well, here, as I read the article, they let him go out in the third round and fight after using the inhaler. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. He was gassing out and had to use it. Well, it turns out that he that he does have asthma, and that's why he needed it, because he felt that he was at a disadvantage because of the asthma. So this past Wednesday on Ariel Holani's show, he came out and said that he's going to appeal to no contest against Ben Sassali. And I don't think he's going to win. Because what he went on to say of how the whole incident happened was he asked the commission between the second and third round, can he use his inhaler? The inspector asked if it was approved medically. Hardy told the inspector that USADA approved it. So Hardy's cornerman grabbed it, gave it to him, took two puffs, and went on with the fight. He ended up winning at that point a unanimous decision only to have it turn to a no contest a couple hours later and the statement that the MSAC uh, gave was the inhaler was not approved by the commission for using during the fight in accordance with the commission's regulations. Therefore, the commission overturned the win and declared the bout no contest. I also did see that uh, the article that I read on ESPN, they looked into the rules and there was nothing really stated in there that an inhaler cannot be used during a fight. Now, to me, I think that would be not fair using it. I mean, you would always see the fighters. And this may be me, like my part of not liking Greg Hardy, thinking he was trying to be sneaky and just knew about this rule and try to sneak it in there because he was gassing out. I don't think he's going to win this appeal. And it's about time <coughs> that he's finally stepping up in competition Junior Dos Santos had a fallout of his um, his fight, and Greg Hardy ended up stepping up and say, "Put me in there." I think it's like a ten day uh, ten day notice or something, and he's going to fight Alexander Volkov, who is thirty and seven now. Volkov, I think, is ranked number seven. I've been saying this for the past two fights for Hardy. It's about time you take the training wheels off and see if this guy really has what it what it takes to be a top contender in the UFC. Now, if this appeal doesn't get overturned and he loses it, that's two no contests he has on his record. Is he another one that if he loses two in a row, you cut him? 
because I know I talked about no contests, uh, I believe last week, how they they look more like losses than anything. His first no contest was he used an illegal knee on a down opponent, which they chalked up to a rookie mistake. That was in this past year. Now he has this. I actually blame his his coaches with this. They should have known this will probably end up being an incident that would about you know would have been brought up. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with the appeal. I'm hoping he gets mauled November 9th against Volkov. But there's still there's a small part of me that thinks that maybe Greg Hardy with that power in his hands pulls off the upset. And if he pulls off the upset, it's going to open my eyes definitely and be like, well, you know what? Maybe maybe there's a new heavyweight contender. You know, within the next 2-3 fights. So I think that's going to be it for this week, guys. I uh, hope you guys had a good week, and I hope the rest of your weekend is enjoyable. For all you guys getting up at, what, 5 o'clock in the morning Eastern time to watch UFC, my hats go off to you. I will be sleeping in my bed, probably sleeping off a little hangover. Before I go, though, head over to Twitter. Follow us at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Head over to Facebook, like and share our page there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head to our Teespring page. Buy some merchandise. Show show your support for us. We much appreciate it. Till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.